podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 1865, the Nottingham Forest podcast is proudly sponsored by The Terrace, the home of retro and fan culture sports merchandise. Check out their range of Forest merch by visiting theterrastore.com or visit them on social media. The 1865 Match Report. Hello and welcome to the 1865 match report. Well, that was dramatic, wasn't it? Millwall nil, Forest one, it finished. And the Reds securing a dramatic late victory in South London, thanks to a 91st minute goal from Lewis Graben, tapping home from close range after a shot from Philip Zinkanagel was saved, fell to him in front of goal. And he sent nearly 2,000 Forest fans at the New Den wild and brilliant moment and another dramatic but much needed victory secured for Forest. Overall the performance was a mixed bag. Forest in the first half were not really at it and struggled to to get anything going particularly for the first 40 minutes. The movement wasn't great, the passing was off and a very disjointed performance and it was Millwall who looked the most likely to make anything happen in that first half. But Forrest did come back into it just before half time and the big chance Ryan Yates had a shot from inside the box. First time saved by Bartos Bilkowski. And from there, Forrest grew more into the game and particularly in that second half, they were more on the front foot. Passing was much improved, a lot more incisive. Yates, Garner in particular, were probing well in the midfield and Forrest were, were far more threatening and creating more opportunities. But it still remained a very end-to-end game with Millwall going close on a few occasions. Forrest missing a host of chances, going close but not quite finding the goal until right at the end when Graben took the ball away and gave Steve Cooper's side a precious three points. I'm joined by Tom to reflect on the game. So, Tom, we had a late goal last week against Arsenal for a memorable win. We've had another this week, even later. They're they're putting us through the ringer at the moment, Forrest, aren't they? Yeah, and Les Graben again with the goal, and he's just showing us it. He's just turned 34 this week, how valuable he is to the side. And he seems to be playing with a real happiness in his game, and he seems um, all around like content about his... I mean, he started the game today, but he didn't start against Arsenal. He's content with his role and obviously um, playing him in certain games and not in others. And I think he's so valuable that we need to sign him up ASAP because I mentioned numerous times before, while we've got somebody of the quality of Lewis Graben, we need to keep him at this uh, club while he's still doing it at this level. And um, again, he's um, another uh, goal today. And yeah, he's, um, he's had a brilliant week. And happy birthday, Lewis, for this week because he's, he's had a brilliant week for us. And we'll come on to his influence a bit later. We'll start though with the the team news that came out. So the big change from the Arsenal Cup win was Graben back in the starting eleven, but Philip Zinkenagel dropping to the bench, which at first glance meant Keenan Davis and Lewis Graben playing up top together, or so it seemed. But watching the game, it appeared that Graben was playing a, a slightly more withdrawn role. So Zinkenagel on the bench, Graben coming in, but Graben just playing that slightly dropped off role behind Keenan Davis. 
as a tactical change goes, Tom, how did you think that one worked out for Forrest? Did it make sense? Um, definitely, because when you play against a Millwall side, you know you're going to be in a battle. It doesn't matter if they're um, towards the bottom of the league or near the top of the league, it's always going to be a battle at the Den. And with Keenan Davis, he's got a bit of power to his game, well, a lot of power to his game. And with Graben, he's just got that now of getting the ball and obviously dropping off and obviously keeping it and playing other people in um, to the game. So, uh, yeah, it made, it made sense to me because I think the Zinconagel, he had a decent game against Arsenal, but against Millwall, you need to have players who are going to like um, stand up to the battle, what Millwall will give you. And you've got Graben, who's been there, done it, and he knows what um, the new den's all about because he's had three years there as a player. And Keenan Davis, well, he did ruffle a few feathers against Arsenal last week. So it, it made sense uh, to me. Um, so, um, yeah, it was a good uh, tactical move by Steve Cooper. Saying that, in the first half, Forrest were not at their best. It did seem like almost a bit of an after the Lord Mayor show with the, the Arsenal win last week. And in this first half, Forrest were, were not really at it, were they? Struggling to, to get any foothold in the game? Yeah, I mean... It was one of those um, places where you got to settle quick, um, or if if you don't, you're going to be um, come under a bit of trouble. Um, and in the pre-match uh, press conference, Colin Frey did allude to um, Steve Cooper uh, about the dangers of after Lord Mayor's show after the great win against Arsenal last week. And Steve Cooper did mention it that hopefully it's not going to be the case, and the players will be um, informed about what's expected against Millwall, etc. And But as the match kicked off, I think quite a few players just wasn't on the game for the first 20 minutes. A lot of sloppy passes were crunching two passes together. And nine times out of ten, when you see a Forest side, especially away from home, the first 10 minutes, you know what kind of afternoon you're going to be in for. And with that, you think, oh, here we go. It's it's going to be an absolute anti-climax compared to what it was like last Sunday. And I thought, here we go again, and Forest need to get their act together because if they don't and they go goal behind, it's so hard to obviously uh, get a goal back against Millwall, especially with the fans behind them at the new den. Um, but Forest weathered that storm. I wouldn't say well, but they weathered it in that first 20 minutes. And Forest then did get a foothold in the game. And when it was coming up to the 40 minute mark, Forest were in the ascendancy. And you just didn't want half time to come because Forest would like getting into their mojo a bit. But obviously, half time uh, come and it come at a bit of a, a bad time for us. But fortunately, we did go in to the half time break nil um, nil and didn't concede. That was the key thing. Uh, and like you say, there it's it's about keeping it tight at Millwall and, and not losing the game before it's really started because you know you're in for a, a direct afternoon with balls coming into the box and and strong physical play with with Millwall getting the ball in from out wide and. As long as you can hold firm, you, you do give yourself a chance to to get something from the game. We had the chance just before half-time. Yates, first-time shots that Bilkowski saved. If you were being a little critical, it was straight at the keeper. But it, it was a sign that Forrest were back in the game and had a, had a threat to, to take into the second half, which they managed to do. And they, they managed to sustain that foothold in the game. How did you think that... In particular, the the Davis and Graben combination worked in that second half. Did it help to get Forrest a bit more into the game and probably a bit higher up the field as well? Because they were struggling to get out out of their own half in the in the opening forty five. Yeah, um, I just thought that 
Kenyon Davis just gives you that bit of um, he, he is an asset up there and he just gives you that bit of um, an out ball where he can keep the ball in. He's got a bit of like pace about him and, and like I said, it, it did work because it gave like the Forest um, back what back five a breather and got them further up the field. So with him playing and grabbing playing, he's quite good at holding the ball up and obviously playing people in. It did work in our favour. So um, so yeah, I thought Keenan Davis had a, a decent. Um, afternoon without it being spectacular and around about the hour mark I think the game really sprang into life and and we ended up with a a breathless last half an hour with with chances galore and and both teams potentially going on to win the game some of the big chances that Forrest had Ryan Yates had a header cleared off the line Steve Cook close as well with a header that was saved there was a a moment with Brennan Johnson got in down the right-hand side, puts a fantastic ball across, but it's just a few yards in front of Graben, and he he can't get on the end of it. And also Graben had a glancing header well saved by Bilkowski deep in the second half. And at that point, it did feel like Forrest were just not going to get anything from this game in terms of a win. They They were throwing everything at Millwall in that second half. The pressure was building and building. You could sense... You could sense the the crowd in the stadium, the Forest fans behind that goal, just willing the ball to go into the net. But it, it wasn't happening for them, was it? No, I was like flicking through um, the games which was happening on Sky Sports, and obviously watching the uh, the stream. And you, you did have to like um, keep remembering that Forest were ten minutes behind everybody else because of obviously the the delay in the kickoff. So. At points, I thought, oh, Forest have still got time. But as the game was going, I thought, oh, it's going to be one of those games like the um, Huddersfield game, which was a bit of a deja vu, where I had no end of like chances, half chances, and didn't put the ball in the back of the net. And um, so when it was happening, I thought, oh, here we go. It's just going to be one of those games where it's just not Forest Day. They've uh, obviously started the um, the game pretty slow, but got into it. And I thought, oh, here we go again. And um, But you know, thankfully, we did get the... Um, to get the win but it's kind of funny because when you're like watching on Twitter and you're watching a stream and everybody's it was similar to the Bristol City game a few um, months ago thinking Forrest have scored and thought bloody hell it's one of those have the score and you're just waiting for the stream to catch up and everything then you see uh, grab and uh, prod home and uh, obviously he's celebrating in front of the 2000 or so Forest fans so no it was a nice feeling when you do get that um stream come through and obviously notifications on Twitter that Forrest have snatched it at the end so but I thought it was just going to be one of those days uh, today a bit like the Huddersfield game at home where it wasn't going to be our day but thankfully it was yeah and I would argue that today's result is a reward of what for what happened in the Huddersfield game with nice football 23 shots on at goal but losing the game whereas today Forrest have have managed to I don't want to say snatch it because that makes it sound like it was undeserved I think Forrest were worthy of the win but to secure it so late on and with just seconds left on the clock really was was fantastic yeah and uh, another thing is uh, seeing um, Gary Rowett's face at the end knowing that uh, Forrest has snatched it at the uh, at the end but apart from the first 20 minutes like Forrest just keep on going and going they don't know when they beat and the fitness levels is probably one of the fittest sides we've seen in recent years they just keep going and going and going I don't know um, when the end is, if you know what I mean. They just keep going until um, and the referee blows the whistle. But now it's uh, brilliant. And Steve Cooper's really got 
everybody moving in the di- um, same direction and it's quite hard sometimes when you get you might get a certain aspect of like personal at forest where they might moving in the direction he wants but not everybody else but at the moment as a collective the fans are on the side and everything's going really well and the players are playing with like a real zest in the play and it, it's just brilliant to watch at the moment and when you're winning games like this it, it feels great anyway to to win a game so late but it also it adds to that collective feeling and it gets people on board it's like something's happening here we're winning games like this and there's and something another, going on and another thing we've got like a really really crap record at the new den anyway um even under like um, the likes of billy davis when what his, his first spell here I don't think we um, we hardly won any games at the New Den and I think we've only won three times there since it was built in 93 right, so yeah it's uh, it is a surprise when when you win down there because like I said it's not the easiest place to go to but um, but no it's really nice to come away with um, three points and especially right at the end and especially against a team run by the likeable not <laughs> <laughs> makes it a bit sweeter doesn't it just before yeah. we come on to uh, we'll talk a bit more about the goal Bree Samba again was excellent today made some big saves particularly in the last 10 minutes the first one with the free kick coming in from Malone from the right hand side it's one of those awkward free kicks that if you let it bounce it's going to go flying into the far corner especially if nobody gets a touch nobody did get a touch on this one but Samba somehow gets his hand up his arm to it and, and gets it away from goal and it loops up. It comes to a phobe, but he blasts the ball over after he picks it up. And that was a big moment in the game just to, to keep Forrest in it. And then again, another brilliant save, top class from a phobe to, to, palm, to palm the ball away and get it away. Again, another brilliant save and just shows the value that he brings to the team. And there you could argue... That's a match-winning collection of saves that he's, he's delivered today. Yeah, um, and another thing, it's like, especially the um, the easy um, Sunday he had last week uh, against Arsenal, where he hardly saw the ball. So to do that um, this week, having like thinking, what's that coming towards me? No, he's back to his best, uh, Bruce Sambu. I mean, Steve Cooper's really got him back on his game because... Last season, uh, I think Bruce Sambord would be probably one of the first to admit that last season he wasn't great and whether that was a fact that there was no fans um, in the stadium and it was a bit of a like a, an eerie um, situation and experience to play in. But no, since um, Chris Hewton's left and Steve Cooper's come in, he's, you know, he's really back to his A game, uh, Bruce Sambord, and he's made some, a couple of terrific saves today. And that's, you could say... That's what's won as the game at the end of the day. So, no, it is, like I said, he's, um, he's brilliant pre-summer. But if you're asking somebody like Roy Keane, it's his job. <laughs> <laughs> but he does it so well. Philip Zinkanagel came off the bench for Keenan Davis around the 70-minute mark. And he played a big role in the winning goal. We'll talk through it. So, Mill will have a throw in. Joe Worrell beats the Millwall player to it, nicks it away. It comes to Brennan Johnson. He carries it a good 30 yards forward at pace, threads a lovely little ball round the defender for Zinconagel to come on to. His shot is parried by Wilkowski, but it falls to grab it in front of goal. And there's a defender on the line despairingly trying to get it away, but Graben steers it home for the win. And what a moment that was. I think having 
having watched the last 20 minutes of that game where Forrest could have quite easily won it, could have also lost it with the chances that Millwall had, didn't seem like anything was going to happen for Forrest today in terms of goal scoring. And then that goes in from, from Graben. Absolutely brilliant moment. I can I only wish I was in there in amongst it in the stands today because that must have been incredible. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's like I've been fortunate to go to a few games this season where I've actually been in the crowd. Like, for example, um, went to uh, Swansea when we won 4-1 and um, when we beat Birmingham 3-0. And it's great to be in there. And unfortunately, I couldn't go today because I had other things on. But no, when you when you go uh, spend your money and everything and you go to a tough place like Millwall and everything, it's just so sweet when a goal like that goes in. It just That's why we like football and that's why we go to away games because just to do that um, at somebody else's ground, it's absolutely brilliant. And, um, and obviously a really nice club like Millwall. <laughs> yeah, but it's a great trade to have this, isn't it, that Forrest have got now, this ability to stay in games, keep going, keep pushing, no matter what's happening. And they're getting their rewards for it. You think of the the points won at Bristol City with the late goals, more late goals today. There's also QPR off the top of my head was another one where we got the point right at the end. The mentality now that this team has, it just makes them enjoyable to watch because you know that they're always capable of getting something from a game. Under Chris Hutton, you might have been tempted to leave 10 minutes early if... Yeah. Forest were behind. Now with Steve Cooper, you you feel like something's going to happen, and there's every chance Forest can can get something from a game right till the very last second. I think the key phrase is we're not pushovers anymore. The amount of times you go to away grounds and you think that Forest won't get anything today, they're, they're not up for a battle, and Forest are up for a battle these days, and they can go anywhere, and really put on a, a decent performance. And I mean, I'm, I'm not saying for one minute we're going to get promoted this season, but games like this, your games against your Bristol City's away on a Tuesday night, your games against QPR on a Friday night, games like Millwall today, these are the, the games What you look back on a season and think, we've got a point there, we've got three points there, et cetera, et cetera. And they're the, and they're the, the, great, and the games where you think that's what's gained as promotion or that's what's gained as a playoff spot. And... We haven't done that for a long, long time. I mean, under Paul Hart, um, when we got into the playoffs, we had a really good home record. And from the top of my head, from the January to the end of the season, I think we only won one, two games tops away from home. We might have got a few draws in that, but we're actually winning away from home. And if you if you got a decent home record and you're making the city around a fortress and you manage to get points on the road, it's just stating the obvious but it just makes that huge difference and I mean we don't want to go on like a broken record but what could have been if Steve Cooper was in at the first game against uh, Coventry for example yeah where been then but it's, it's one of those like hindsight's a great thing but uh, no it's if he gets like a few more players in who he actually wants and they get up and run into the speed and style he wants to play it's going to be a really exciting few months the season and it's all you always get a team what I wouldn't say limps through or comes through the back door getting into the playoffs but at the moment to have Forest to play in and if they can keep it going then why not why can't we be in the because we can show that we can really mix it in um, the teams where there's a there's a battle and yeah. we did it today and we've kept a clean sheet and um, we'll come away with three points courtesy of the man at the moment which is Lewis Graven 
it's that momentum, isn't it, as well? But it feels like Forest can, Forest are building that momentum and, and they're really, really building towards a big finish towards the end of the season, which hopefully is the case. They're doing it as well, playing good football. So when, when they're behind or when things are not going their way, they're still sticking to principles of playing good football, keeping the ball on the floor, good movement off the ball and the passing at times today I thought was excellent. Ryan Yates in particular was playing some lovely balls through. Yeah, and I, you just took the words out of my mouth where we're playing with a style, we're playing with a purpose and we're sticking with principles. And I mean, OK, it's, um, it's nearly 30 years since Brian Clough left the club, but his principles of how football, I know football moves over time and obviously you have different types of playing, but how we're playing at the moment, it's what we've been wanting to see. And it's a, it is a pleasure to watch really is and you kind of in recent years you know when Forrest's been passing it back around the back four or back five it's like Forrest can't do it but they've got confidence and that you can tell that's been drilled into them and when they are passing it around it's brilliant I mean they're really getting out of some tight areas as well I mean I think there was an occasion last week there was three players around Jed Spence he got past them all Mm. and hacked down by I think it's Cedric or someone who like that. And so they're playing with like a real purpose. And that was against a team who've got aspirations of being in the top four in the Premier League. So it just goes to show that Forest are playing with that like bit of swagger at the moment. And it's, yeah, we haven't had a lot of it in recent years. Yeah, and Brian Laws on Radio Nottingham, he was saying the play on the edge of the 18-yard box from Forest was as good as he's seen from a Forest team for a while. Shows you the confidence that's running through them and this belief to go and play in this style. And it is, it's not something we've seen from Forest teams for a good number of years now, and long may it continue. Lewis Graben, obviously, a lot of question marks over his future with his contract and potentially expiring, and he, he could be leaving the club if, if Forest don't do something about that contract. Should the club get him signed up? I think, based on today's performance, uh, he's made that decision for them, hasn't he? Well, it, it's the week he's had and beyond that. He's, he's been absolutely, since he's come through the door, I mean, he had that bit of a lean spell under Martin O'Neill, injuries or form, whatever, but he's been brilliant for us. And I've mentioned this before, when you've got a player like Lewis Graben and he's yours, and he, if he, it all go, comes down to what Lewis Graben wants to do next. If he wants to stay at Forest, then it's a no-brainer because to rep- I think if you do have to replace him, which... We will eventually do because he's uh, he just turned 34, so obviously he hasn't got many years left in the tank. But he's going to be big feels, um, big um, shoes to fill. And like I said, why we've got him and he's still scoring at this level, then it's an absolute no-brainer to offer him a new contract because, like I said, the week he's had, he's been absolutely phenomenal uh, for us. And it's not only this week, it's this season as a whole and obviously previous seasons um, is his value for for a club like us who is absolutely priceless and decent goal scorers don't grow on trees. So, but yeah, I'd, I'd sign him up. But it all depends what Lewis Graven wants to do next. It does. But you would hope that now being on the brink of a, a playoff place potentially this season, scoring goals against Arsenal in the FA Cup and the prospect maybe of Premier League football in the future would hopefully keep him around for for a while longer, provided, of course, that Forrest do want to keep him as well. You look at the influence that he has on the team, not just in terms of his experience and his persona, but 
little things like today, the ball's coming into his feet and, to, and it, it's sticking, you know, it's helping Forrest move up the pitch and progress the way he holds onto the ball. And he's not the tallest of strikers and he's not the burliest, but what he does so well is, is keep hold of the ball and, and bring others into play. And that's so vital to, especially away from home on a, on a pitch line Millwall where you are up against it and you need to, to be clever with the ball. Grabman just gives us that, doesn't he? On top of his goal scoring and, and everything else. He, he does. He's a, he's a real focal point and he's like a real out ball way in terms of like you're giving the ball and he can keep the ball for a long amount of time and obviously wait for players to come in and obviously you'll pop it off uh, to him. So yeah, he's a massive asset and he, he might not, a lot of people have like accused him of not being the captain type, but if he leads by example and you, you don't know if he's like, he might just like have like little uh, subtle chats with like the younger players and might, the odd wording might just like spur them on. So, he, so and his experience is obviously he's been there and, and done it in this league. And and obviously you can see that he does look after himself um, quite well in terms of um, his fitness and everything. Because, okay, last week he uh, come on as a sub, but he's, he started the game and finished the game um, for the 490. So, um, and Steve Cooper alluded to it last week that they do have to look after him because he's he's thirty four now and he can't play three games in a week. But with the with having Keenan Davis in there, it just helps Lewis grab the north. So you got Lyle Taylor in there who, at the moment, he's not getting much of a look in. But um, no doubt he'd be chomping at the bit if if uh, Lewis has to have um, a rest or whatever. And there's only Keenan Davis. As the main striker, so but no, I think yeah, like I said, if Grabin wants to stay, I think it's a no-brainer of offering um, him a contract. Yeah, it's been a, a a memorable week for Grabin and a memorable week for Forrest as well. Thanks, Tom. And Forrest now are five points off the Championship playoffs with that win at Millwall, capping off a tremendous week for the Reds ahead of next weekend and the small matter of the East Midlands derby at the city ground. We'll be back with you with our match report for that game. But before then, we will have our big pod on the way as well in the week. So do keep your ears out for that one. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the 1865 pod for all of the latest reports and happenings from Forest. Until next time, thank you for listening and goodbye. Podcast Network.